So I will tell not. you one of the best things maybe, maybe in life, yes. It's <laughs> to get a bagel fresh out of the oven at some ungodly hour in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, cut it and just put butter on it. That's mm. probably that one of the best really things good. in life. Everybody, welcome to the Let's Snack Podcast, a podcast about business, marketing, food, and um, you subscribing. Uh, I keep forgetting it to, to mention early on. If you've made it this far already, you should do me a huge favor and hit the subscribe button on YouTube, like the video, comment. If you're on podcast, I'm still not a hundred percent sure what you're supposed to do, but maybe like there's subscribe. like a subscriber love button about or it. something. Yeah, something I think you can like write that. a review too. Write a review. So we Tell got we got uh, Haley over there. Haley is with the Chic Avocado. That I yes. Okay, I right. don't even <laughs> trust myself anymore. Um, and we are uh, me and Hannah are with Snacksonville, and then we have Abby here. And Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. I'm with uh, Bagels R Us. You're you're Just, with uh, Bagels R Us. Yes, I'm the uh, man behind the scenes, if you will. Yeah, there are lots of scenes to be behind at Bagels R Us, and you are behind all of them currently. Uh, yes, all of them. So uh, what are we snacking on today, guys? Oh, my God. We have so many snacks today. Abby, Speaking you brought which. the mother load. Yes. Yeah, I didn't so bring anything. Trader so. Joe's is like the secret <laughs> snack warehouse, mm. if you guys don't know. Everything but bagel chips. This Those seems only so only right. Yes. From a bagel guy. Life. Do you want to yes. introduce these? To uh, these are Bombas. So someone told me about these. These are, uh, I don't. The best way that I know how to describe it, it's a, it's a peanut Cheeto. Oh. Yeah, but I'm it's excited. sweet. Trader Joe's yeah. has the best snacks. I just tried these jerk style plantain chips, and I think these are my favorite so far. Yes, they're those really are so good. good. So those are like if you're eating Cheetos and you're like, man, I could really use some peanuts right now. Yeah. Find Forgot out. to ask if you guys had any peanut allergies. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's that would so be bad. Good. A little life changing, right? But that was yeah, okay. I was super life changing. These are really good. These mochi rice nuggets here. I found these, um, but they are super spicy. Okay, oh, we're you definitely know, gonna try this. I love this. super spicy things. So. Evan can't handle the I'm spice. I'm intrigued. I can't handle. I'm intrigued. Yes. <laughs> we both did the Huey's challenge together, so I, I feel like I feel like I could oh handle it just as Look much. Look how as you big can. it is. Let's say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me see. It's a gradual. It sneaks up on you. No, this is going to be interesting. Mochi rice nuggets. Okay. It's sneaking up now. Okay, hand mm -hmm. it to me. I want to try it. Yeah, and these, I think, are made in Japan, too. They taste so. pretty nice. good. Nice. Yeah. They're not bad. Okay. Like, they're not that spicy. I mean, you got skin there. Yeah. Maybe if I ate like a handful, it would be bad, but I don't think I will eat enough of those at one time to like cry. Han, what was the question you're gonna ask Abby right away? Ask away. Ask Abby, away. Abby, are you ready? My my <laughs> brain and mind is open. You're gonna need your memory. Okay, so our entire relationship, we've been going to Bagels R Us almost sure. once a week, and you know us. Yes. <laughs> what is our standing order at Bagels R Us? Oh. 
And I know it changes, but what can you think of like the most consistent thing that we order? This guy's pretty consistent with this sausage egg cheese. Mm. Yes. But do you know the bagel? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> everything yeah. bagel. Yeah, I, no. I would. Oh. No. I, I would use an onion bagel. or a garlic person. I'm an onion bagel guy. There you go. Mm. That's right. There you go. Yeah. And I switch it up because I used to do mm-hmm. the platter. Yeah, always get the platter. But now I get the bagel sandwich, and that's my lunch. Yeah. That's my breakfast and lunch and like af- mid afternoon yeah. snack. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a hearty meal. For sure. I love bagels. Okay, so you pass. So we can oh, still well. keep doing I mean, the thanks. podcast. <laughs> Didn't know there was a quiz section to this show. So we like to keep you on your toes. How many other bagel shops and jacks do you even know of? We know of a few of them. Yeah. Because I don't. I mean, yeah, we only go to one place, obviously, but like. No, there's a there's a few bagel shops. We uh we encourage everyone to eat bagels, no matter where you get them from. Um, Obviously, come to us, but you know, <laughs> right. you can't. So shameless plug. We went to Denver, not Denver. We went to well, we did go to Denver, but we went to Boulder and had bagels. Sure. And uh, she had a sausage egg and cheese. Mm-hmm. It was a ten dollar sausage egg and cheese sandwich. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, did it come with, like, gold flakes no, on it? No, it was, like, I, pretty good. <laughs> they were I, baked in, and you couldn't say it now. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so that's a uh, that's an interesting topic. So we've we've tried to hold on to prices kind of as long as we have, um, just because, you know, we obviously have the advantage of um, some volume. But um, I think you're going to start seeing prices creep up in our stores, I think, as well as other stores. I mean, right. inflation is around the corner. Um you know, we kind of negotiate our prices every, every, kind of almost every year, so we can kind of get an outlook on how, on where we're standing at. Uh, unfortunately, since COVID hit, we have not had any kind of hold on pricing um, or anything like that. I will say we have worked pretty hard to keep things in stock, um, which takes quite a bit of capital to do, uh, which we've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to do. But um, I think that's a big kind of um, unseen secret in the restaurant industry right now is that normally your suppliers are kind of beholden to you where this is kind of flipped the script and you're beholden to kind of what your suppliers are able to provide you in the performance that they're being able to get you. Um, you know, we buy mass quantities of things, so we're able to kind of, I would say, avoid some of those pitfalls, but I don't think that's a... Um, I don't think that's unique in any restaurant, um, even even large chains, even national people that you would think never had those problems are now kind of starting to face some of those problems. They went away for a while as things improved. Now we're kind of starting to see some of that stuff creep back into the marketplace, if you will. Yeah, but um, kind of where I was going with that and like to, to hit on more of a marketing aspect is like, we obviously really love your bagel shop. And <laughs> I tried to, I was like trying to think about what makes it different. And like, first of all, we think you have a really great product. I don't sure. think there's anything, I don't know. Do, do you think, do, are you doing things differently than other bagel shops and Jack's as far as product goes? Um, as far as I know, I think we're the only scratch bagel company here in town. Um, I think there may be another one in Palencia. Um, but we're, I think, um, the only ones that scratch bake every day. Um, right. and that's, and that's a, a unique, time. yeah, that's a unique challenge in itself. Um, you know, without getting into too much of the specifics, there's a, 
a specific time, if you're thinking about bread and bread products, where you actually create the product. And then there's a, it's a French word uh, called retard, where you're actually holding the product in its shape or almost in its final shape. And that you're actually letting the yeast work without getting really scientific behind it, but you're actually letting the yeast work and developing more flavor into your product. Um, that takes, you know, hours. Um, so, you know, we're, we're beholden to our process above everything else. And I think one of the things that I would hope, you know, kind of separates us from some of the other places is that we're doing everything from scratch pretty much every day. Um, a bagel that you eat today was made, you know, was that baked that day. Uh, the cream cheese was probably done within a day or two of you eating it. So, you know, we do everything from scratch. So anything that's pretty much on the menu, with the exception of a few things, and even when you're ordering a sandwich, you know, there's nothing that's pretty much pre-made, with, you know, with the exception of maybe some lunch meats and things like that. So, How many um, people actually know the recipes to make your bagels? Because I... Um, My thought is that you have a lead baker at each store. No, and that, so we, okay. we commissary bake. So we produce in one location. Okay. Um, and that's actually changing here shortly. We just mm-hmm. acquired a central bakery. So we're going to be moving all of our productions there, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, Ooh, that's and we'll exciting. Be, yeah, we'll be going from, you know, kind of half operating out of a production space slash retail to, you know, moving into a 10,000 square foot utility that's just primarily dedicated to nothing but making bagels and bread. Are so, you, you know, we're super excited about that. Are you thinking about retail as well? Um, as far <laughs> as far as retailing our products mm-hmm. into supermarkets and things yeah. like that, that, you know, if we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, you know, I've always been very kind of focused on the fact that if you want our products, you should come to our stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really don't want to change that. But, you know, if a good opportunity presents itself, then right. I was, you know, that's, we're always open to having a, that discussion. Yeah. That's a different attitude that you had two years ago when I brought it up. I was like, oh, my God, Avi, you could, like, manufacture your cream cheese and, like, just sell that or, like, yeah. bagels. And, yeah. like, and you were not about it at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm still very much not about it. I, I just, understand. You know, um, I think the uniqueness of having – you know, a local, you know, right. community that likes your stuff and everything. It's not just something that's sitting on a store shelf that looks pretty and you grab it, you know, oh, yeah. not knowing what it's going to be like. For sure. You have your loyal customers and they they come there for that. So Yeah, wow. we're very thankful for that. You guys have some pretty loyal customers too. Like every time we go on a Sunday, if I don't get there at the right time, I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting outside. Yeah. And then that's, I get very uh, hangry. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone wants breakfast at the same time. And um, that's a double-edged sword, right? Because if you, you know, I tell people all the time, hey, if you want kind of the laid back, you know, not 90 people in here at one time, come on a Wednesday, come on a Thursday when we're a little quieter. And it's, I wouldn't say it's a completely different experience, but it's it's obviously a much more relaxed experience. Right. I do love, I can't wait for us to be like old and gray. Like the people that are on Bagels R Us on Sunday morning, like they have their their little crew. We do, you know, we have we have (laughs) at a table. Yes, we have the moms who breakfast. We have you know the retired guys that come in before they play golf, Mm -hmm. and 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 that's an aspect that I never really looked at. You know, as a business person, you're just about hey, you know, we need to sell product, we need to move product, we need to you know hit a revenue goal, we need to make money, but. It's funny because some of our some of our stores have become kind of like 
embedded in the community and people don't like going to the other stores. And I hear it all the time that like, oh, you know, I had to come here today, you know, or I was in the area today, but I, this store is not as good as the other store. Mm -hmm. How many locations do you have? We're currently at three. uh, We're progressing to a few more, hopefully within the next year. Um, The downtown store is, should be opening hopefully before the end of the year. And then we've got a couple more uh, that are soon probably to be announced. So you're taking over Jacksonville. I love it. You know, is the downtown (laughs) one going to be open on weekends? Um, At this point, no. I don't really blame you for that, but I just (laughs) had to ask. You know, I think downtown is changing. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in Jacksonville now probably, I mean, it's been more than a decade. It's probably been 13, 14 years. So I've seen kind of the progression that downtown has gone through. Um, You know, I think the city's made some good steps. Um, I agree. Is, yeah. is there a lot of work to be done still? Yes, but I do think you know, mm-hmm. um, I've you know I've lived in a couple places. You know, I've traveled a bunch. We have one of the most beautiful downtowns. Um, you know, you catch downtown on the right day if you're going over the mm-hmm. river, if yes. you're leaving a Jags mm-hmm. game, and it's breathtaking. It's, All the yeah. bridges and the yeah. lights. The bridges and stuff. are Absolutely. wonderful. I, I think there's a lot of untapped potential in downtown there is and the evolution of downtowns everywhere really i mean i'm from houston and believe it or not the fourth largest city in america used to be dead on the weekends Mm -hmm. the i mean the only they would close after people were done with happy hours on weekdays there was no staying open i grew up in i grew up in houston it's funny it's crazy to see how many people like moving towards cities now instead of moving out while i mean you know buildings and stuff are exponentially expanding in cities but people are going back into cities now and in that i think really helps the economy especially locally so a lot of places get you know tax breaks and stuff and 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 incentives to go downtown so bringing people down there is like really great for Mm -hmm. any yeah and and i think you know there's a there's a duality of it where you want you know you want to redo some of these neighborhoods you want to you know and I think the the word gentrify gets thrown out a lot. And I think cities, and I think Jacksonville is a unique situation where there's, you know, obviously there's going to be some regentrification. But how do we do that in a positive way that the people are there don't get priced out of those neighborhoods? Yeah. And, you know, you lose a lot of that community that's, you know, obviously there's communities that have been there and that have kind mm-hmm. of gone through, you know, the ungentrification, if you will, where they've kind of suffered through... Oh, whether yeah. it be um, we've had, you know, they, they've got a loss of services mm-hmm. or things aren't done as well as time or streets and roads haven't been repaired or, you know, they may not have the best school. So how do you go through that process and still keep in mind that the people that live there? And, it's a, and you know, it's a tough answer, and I don't think anyone has a good answer for it. Yeah. But I think the city's got to be aware of that, and people have to be aware of that, that, hey, you know, obviously we want to redo these spaces, but how do we keep in mind that the people that live there I mean, now? I think everybody's getting yeah. priced out in Jacksonville right now at well, this market. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I live the, in Mandarin and houses are going for half a million dollars and we do not live in half a million dollar homes. And it's right? it's not just the price. It's like currently it has to be on their mind because of how many people are moving down here. Yeah. Like housing's going to be something, I think Jacksonville specifically, because I feel like Florida in general, a lot of people have moved here, but Jacksonville... I know has grown oh, yeah. a huge amount, which yeah. I think could be a really good thing. Though I think I, I saw a map of of cities that have 
grown mm-hmm. during the pandemic in 2020, 2021, and Jacksonville was on it. And so was Houston and some other, you know, bigger cities. But it was crazy to kind of see Jacksonville on that list because we were brought here for the military. I don't think anything else would have brought us here otherwise. So Yeah, and I think you see a lot of that, um, especially with, you know, even what you're saying that the houses are expensive, but if someone's moving down from New York or New Jersey oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or that Northeast Corridor or even California, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's relatively affordable. Oh, yeah. I mean, Florida has always had a higher price tag just because, I mean, who doesn't want to live, you know, by the the beach beach or whatever, but it's, it's gotten crazy. (laughs) I will say like the con that people complain about Jacksonville, like it being so spread out, it's actually like, I don't know why it's not seen as like a pro. It should be a pro because Houston is uh, all jam packed and it's just all running together these days. So, but we can have so many like we could build up Mander and we could build up the beaches. Like the beaches have this uh, town center area in Atlantic Beach. And now I can't even go to a restaurant without the I mean, That's how it is everywhere. Right. But it's I'm, crazy. Yeah. Like if everybody we, has their own like little section of town that they like stay in and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah. yeah, it's very, you know, and that kind of reminds me of you talking about Houston. It really kind of reminds me a lot of Houston because, you know, you live in Houston. If you live in Sugarland, if you live in Katy or if you live in the Heights, you generally don't leave those areas. Yeah. This becomes mm-hmm. your neighborhoods, right? And those neighborhoods kind of become established. I mean, if you look at old school, like Marlin Plaza in Houston, you know, those areas really haven't changed that much. Obviously, you know, the, the people living there might have changed a little bit, but they haven't, you know, they've become these neighborhoods, right? And I think that's what you're seeing in Jacksonville oh, yeah. now. And in a lot of these areas, the growth is, you know, the retail growth, the kind of services and things that people expect, I think are are kind of coming in and backfilling those spaces, which is good, you know, which is good for, I think, everyone in Jacksonville. Yeah. I love, I love Jacksonville. It's a great little community and I think it's really unique in its own ways. Mm -hmm. Just. It's a, it's a small, big town. I know. It is. That's exactly why I moved here. When people ask what it's like, I, I mean, I love Jacksonville. It's, it's much smaller than I'm used to, but I mean, I hate to keep bringing up Houston, but it parallels so much with Houston that I, uh, that's why we like living here is because it feels like home. I mean, we've also been here for like eight years, but it feels like home. So leaving here is going to be, I mean, pretty devastating. Well, yeah. I see a lot of people who like their goal is to like, or they grew up here and their goal is to leave here. And part of me is thinking like, you must not leave your part of town much because like if, if you, if you want to experience different Things literally just, just drive go to an a extra twenty minutes. Seriously, or something like that. I mean, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So. Oh, for sure. And mm-hmm. I, as someone who's lived other places, I, I really like Jacksonville. Yeah. That is a loud vehicle. I thought yeah. that was a thunder. Yeah, I, I don't. I thought <laughs> I like, the world was ending. Coming? Honestly, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that is the longest thunder I've ever heard in my life. Can I do a snack break? Sure. I, I mean, this would this. be a good time to uh, talk about our sponsors. <laughs> this Did I might mention? be a good time to talk about mm-hmm. our sponsors, Selfie Photography Jacksonville. Uh, we're posted up in their facilities right now. They have all sorts of cool rooms. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're going somewhere right now. We're in a hotel, motel, hotel, hotel, motel, vacation. holiday inn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this spot in just a second. <laughs> I can't open this. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Avi, uh, with your big muscles. Okay, I'm not the only one. No, it's, you know, you don't want the chips everywhere. Ooh. Ooh. I heard the, the air escape. Yeah. All of the air in there. All right. I've been eyeing these for a while. 
Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, long story short, uh, <laughs> selfie photography in Jacksonville is really cool. And if you're looking for like a unique date night or like a weekend uh, outing with your children or selfie loving friends, this is a pretty cool place to do it. So yes. I recommend you check it out. And we appreciate them for uh, giving us the space to talk to people. Um, speaking of, I have no transition for this. Um, <laughs> what's, if, so if you, if someone came in your store and they were like, oh, this is like a total transition from what we were talking about, but I'm still excited to ask the question. If someone came in and was like, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Oh, I have a few favorite things on the menu. I want to hear um, them. So I think... Now's a good time to bring up the debate on toast versus no toast. Yes, I wait, wanted to ask this. Wait, so like, a, do you mean like toasting the bagel? Yes, absolutely yes. toast the bagel. Okay, oh, I don't see. have any room to talk because I'm people from upstate from New, New York. York. Really, yes. don't and I'm like not from the city. But Why? I really think if the bagel is manufactured well, it doesn't need to be toasted. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I've had a bagel in Jacksonville that was not manufactured well, and it was. Fresh, and did it still have a crunch like it was? Toasted? <laughs> Hannah, Hannah I got a bagel at Dunkin' Donuts. So I did. Wow. I got a bagel. I feel assaulted just here a little bit. I feel a little. Why would you do that? Just... Why would you cheat? Wow. I do. We we toast your bagels every week. Sorry. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I I don't toast a bagel. Yeah. What do you do? You put like do you like put that. cream cheese on it? I will, yeah. So not I will toasted. tell you, yeah, not toasted. Is it warm okay. when it delivers to you? So Obviously I will tell not. you one of the best things about maybe, owning it. Maybe in life, yes. It's <laughs> to get a bagel fresh out of the oven at some ungodly hour in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, cut it and just put butter on it. That's mm. probably that one of the best really things good. in life. Uh, and people will what make fun of me. What time do we have to come to get that? <laughs> We're going to do a probably field early. trip tomorrow. Probably okay. early. People yeah. make fun of me for doing the ba- uh, the butter thing, but I think butter is fantastic. By people, she means me. By people, she, okay. <laughs> fantastic on a bagel. On a, like a nice, just out of the oven or the Okay, toaster. you're just copying yeah. what he said now. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I feel you. We're just like basically the same person. Sure. <laughs> I also own I, a bagel shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have This I is have actually research marketing. I'm also like slightly bald, so um so yeah that uh one of my other favorite things is a sausage egg cheese on an everything bagel with um either our garlic and herb cream cheese or jalapeno cream cheese those are fantastic Mm. so you do feel like mixing the savory bake like bagel sandwich with cream cheese is a good option because people are scared no now now some people will some people will also do um, now I will put lettuce, tomato, and onion on that too. Oh, yes. Oh. We, we, and the veggie. And if you're feeling a little extra, like you're really hungover or you're super hungry, throw a hash brown on it. That's oh my god! Right well, we might have to try that on. Can Sunday. we do that? I'm telling you, it, the, the sandwich is like this, but it's fantastic. Different uh, ways that we should make a bagel. Now I will tell you, <laughs> charcuterie bagel board. That's that's a good idea. So I will tell you. Um, a really popular like underground choice that a lot of people get is they'll do an everything bagel and they'll put a sweet cream cheese on it, the raisin walnut cream cheese. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Okay. And that's a pretty interesting combo. Okay. With the sweet yeah. and salty. I like yeah. raisins. I don't Yeah. I'm curious how that cream cheese is. Has, it's really good. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep on it. Yeah. Has the everything but the bagel seasoning crave like 
amped up your sales of everything I, no i mean we saw we saw more of those than anything else really yeah. i'm it's the, not even a contest it's like five to one it's that crazy doesn't surprise me yeah. i'm the biggest fan of your egg bagel and i know that's like probably one of the most simple ones but it's so well done and not a lot of people like sell the egg bagels yeah the egg bagel is kind of like a holdover from the old school bagel shops right yes and and if you go back like the old school bagel shops would generally only do like three or four bagels. Like if right. you look at the old school bagel shops in New Jersey, New York, they would do, and again, those bagels were all hand done. I mean, they had a mixer, but they would hand roll their bagels. Then, you know, obviously the finishing is all done kind of by hand, but with the oven. Um, but, you know, you had a plain bagel, you had a poppy, a sesame, and everything. And if, you know, the guy was feeling lucky, you would do another flavor and that was it and it was just pretty much just bagels to go you would walk into the shop and they you know you would just say hey i want this this and this and that was it Mm -hmm. there was no toasters there was you know you didn't get a bagel sliced cream cheese was you know a later add-on but it was sold in little things to go and that's kind of how you know this all originated when you know people started working in the city and things like that more then you had that kind of evolution to where you know, you had cream cheese, you had things on bagels, and it just kind of took off from there. What is, like, the one thing that people order that you kind of wish they would stop? Um, nothing. <laughs> Good question. Call nothing. Them out. Nothing. Right. It's okay. This is a safe place. Uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. That's what. That's, that's what. I love that. We say that, that in that our house. You. Everyone, everyone has their own taste, and you know, that's you, what I'm you could do about. whatever you want, right? You know, mm-hmm. people will put. You know, and I've seen, if you want to talk about crazy combinations, that's a different chapter. So I've seen people put strawberry cream cheese on a lox bagel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yuck that yum real fast. Wow. Wow. Going back wow, on the words. Wow, you literally yeah, just no, said I love that. I'm going to yuck that mind. yum. That's not you right. You know, and, 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 and that's kind strawberry? of. The, hey, you know, that's and that's kind of the beauty of it, right? It's like, you know, I and I haven't really added up the different combinations and things that you can do, but, you know, go crazy. Mm-hmm. You go know, nuts, where, man. you know, and that's what that's kind of our motto is, hey, if you. If you tell us, we'll make it for you. you know? I'm literally so hungry. Right okay. now. I know. I'm starving. I just looked up to make sure the bagel place by my house was a Bagels RS because I'm going to go there tomorrow morning and order <laughs> Finally, we're in Mandarin, yes. 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 So Wait, I'm sorry. How I much? have a follow-up question. I'm going to budge in line. So <laughs> Mine's better. No. I'm going to go first. Fine, you go first. How much can we pay you to do a separate line of Jewish delis? You've already oh. got the locks and the capers. Oh, so we've been so we've been toying with adding um, some of the old school Jewish things to the menu, and I mm-hmm. think once we get into our our bigger space, you're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Um, my heart <laughs> and my life. Like, okay, well, what do you want? What is, I what? just want good pickles. I want pickles to be there when I sit down at a table, and there be an assortment of pickles. She's, she now for the guys that don't know, she's she's <laughs> oh, I'm not referring. She's referring to half sours, mm-hmm. which if you went to Zabar's or if you mm-hmm. went to some of the really old school, Carnegie's used to do it when right. they were open, um, you would sit down and it was like the the Jewish appetizer, if you will. <laughs> and you never ordered it. No, it was you just didn't order it. It just came there. to the table. You oh, sat down. Yes. The lady dropped it's it like off. Chips what and do you salsa want? for yeah. Jewish yes. people. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I it can was, get behind yes. that. It was, so it was a half sour. It was a small pickle. You know, not mm-hmm. as briny as 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 a full deli pickle, if you will. Right. 
those were on the table. Um, yeah, so we're looking at doing some things, you okay. know. Uh, we haven't really fleshed that out yet because, you know, we need to get into our space and figure things out. But, yeah, right. you're going to start a, seeing some of that come down the line. That was a Bagels RS exclusive, so I am kind of glad I went first. Yeah, no, I'm going to shoot my shot, too. <laughs> I know you just shot yours. I'm going to shoot mine. Um, so you mentioned, like, you can order anything you want at your sure. store. And we're Snacksonville. If we came up with a bagel combination... Could we call it the Snacksonville special? Go or ahead. could we Just do like a let's it? snack special and it be all of us? <laughs> yeah, fine. That's fine. And okay. Someone's feeling left out of the table there. The snack special. So I want to, I'm, I'm a... thinking, I'm thinking like you, what kind of bagel do you like, Han? Because you're the. I get the egg bagel, but I also. Would you really eat like, like an everything bagel? Yes. Okay. So if we did like an everything bagel, sausage, egg and cheese, hash brown. Sure. LTO. LTO. What I if think you that's put some? Special. Well, I don't know. Okay, no, no. Just say what you're of, thinking. A I little bit of guac this. on top. I wish you had guac. Oh, mm. we'll bring our own. So, that would be like a hangover. That's a yeah. So we're you know that's one of the things we're looking at expanding our menu a little soon. So so it's one of the, we've heard all the guac people. We've I mean, okay. So people. let me preface this. So my good. last name is Avocado. So it's like so you're, yeah. You just found that out? No. I, oh. I like, oh, that's gonna be great. She's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Five months and I didn't know that. Wow, it's getting real in here. No, but whenever I say that, okay, today I walked into a place and someone was like, um, the lady with the last name that starts with an A, it was a room full of people and my last name isn't that hard to pronounce. No, it's really not. So they're I, like, miss. I always have to preface that and then the lady was like, huh, do you get a lot of questions like making fun of you and poking you? And I'm like, probably. Yeah, I have a lot yeah, of questions, but I'm going to save them for later. Okay. <laughs> Her husband's actually green. Uh. His first name is Haas. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, rolling in that avocado money. All that avocado money. I should trademark our last name so I could be rich just by being an avocado. Why avocado. isn't your husband's like uh, Instagram tag the flying avocado? You know, this is a funny story because, you know, pilots get, you know, call signs or whatever. Oh, like goose. Side and note. Her husband's a pilot. <laughs> Wait, I, I why, mean, why wasn't Guac his side? Exactly. Yes. So this will be a great story because it's literally stupid as hell. I can't wait. So um, stupid as hell. We thought whenever he went in that he would be given obviously some stupid call sign regarding avocados. Every man with the last name Avocado in the Avocado family hates avocados and guacamole, and I can only imagine it's probably because they got made fun of their entire life. Um, side note. Avocado in Italian means lawyer. They're Italian. Um, but Wait, what? A-V-V-O. I learned something today. That's crazy. A-V-V-O-C-H. Because like advocate sort yes. of like Latin. Yeah. Okay. So A-V-V-O-C-H-E-O means lawyer in Italian. So if you go to Italy and you see a door that says avocado, that means that that's a lawyer. It is not an avocado. Or whatever. It's not a guacamole establishment. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not an avocado establishment. The godfather will be there. His call sign is lampshade. Okay. Wow, okay. Because it's literally the complete opposite of an avocado or anything related. Is that literally, is that why it is that? Yeah. They would, they were like, we're not going to give you a call sign that, you know. People can figure out. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty stupid call signs. Oh, I can imagine. But lampshade is the dumbest one of all time. That's a pretty dumb one, yeah. Dang. So, I would I would want to be something cool. I'd I mean, be sad, yeah. I could think of yeah. so many cool like avocado ones, but no, they didn't want that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't make extra. the call signs either. And some people don't even get call signs or whatever. So most of the time you get a call sign whenever you do something probably stupid oh, nice. or whatever. Or you do something that, you know, is memorable or whatever. So or your last call name. signs in our house that I can't repeat on the podcast. Oh. Oh. I'm sure my wife has a few of those. Oh. Bringing out the dirt today, Evan. We had like our I'm, first on podcast fight too. I feel like I'm like in between something. Here. There's this is also a couple therapy. I see that. Know. Should have brought my wife. Yeah, she'd have a lot to say. Uh, speaking of therapy, let's dig wow. into our own uh, PTSD for oh, a God. second. Um, this is getting dark. Let's, let's get the let's talk about, out. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about health inspections. Oh wow. wow. Oh man. We're going there. Yeah. We're going there. I want to I I first want to <laughs> unload my experience to to make you feel like you're not just jumping off a cliff here. But uh I had a I've had terrible experiences with health experiences. Okay, but preface for the people that are new here. Absolutely. You had a food truck. So yeah, I used to own a food truck. Sure. And um another thing that you probably need to know about me is I'm not very clean. Um, and so I don't know what business I had owning Look a food me. truck. No. Yeah, no. Uh, and no. I like in the beginning, I had a partner who was supposed to take care of the whole kitchen thing, and then he abandoned me, like a delinquent father, and wow. I was left. There's a lot of therapy going on. Yeah, here. and it kind of felt that way. You he know, got his one own. One I had to figure out a lot of things on my own: how to play baseball, wow. uh, how to shave how to clean a food truck and start a fryer. Um, but yeah, our first health inspection wasn't good because these dang roaches were the thing that gets me, which honestly is a super preventable thing if you hire pest control, but I'm an idiot and I'm cheap. So, so we I have, didn't. I will tell you, we have pest control. We have um, crews that come through and clean our stores, kind of deep clean, yeah. got guys to clean hoods, things like that. I would have done that. Um, we've had a couple problems as of late with health inspections because we're in the process, like I said, of moving some of our equipment. We redid part of the fronts of Beach Boulevard. We had a contractor that came in, left a hole in the side of the building, let some things in, and then we had a very negative health inspection. We've since cleared that. Um, it's it's there's two sides of the coin mm -hmm. it's part of business you know it's something you just have to abide by and just kind of fix and move forward um you know that's 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 the top level view behind the scenes you know every restaurant right now is shorthanded Absolutely. so things, things get missed um and you just kind of have to do what you can and then kind of move forward Fortunately, we had one while I was out of town taking a much-needed break. So I feel like that's not one I'd want to have one, though. Right. Well, I feel like on the scale of business that you guys are doing, getting too, it's bound to happen. Because getting that phone call is so... literally like a day ruiner. Well, it, you know, it's, it's part of your business, and I think the way we're looking at it going forward, it's that, just, it's that extra opportunity to do a little bit better, right? Um, and, that, and that's all you can strive for is... You know, that's one of the things that I tell my staff and I tell everyone is that whether it's a bad review or a bad inspection or you had a customer come up and complain, you may not understand it in the moment. But with everything, with every bad review, with every bad experience that someone has, there's a there's a grain of truth in there. And it, and it sounds like we're on a playground right I now. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For anyone here, oh there is like gosh. a lot of 
rampant children running around outside. Yeah, right next to a bar. They so were say something. So. The parents are like doing trivia and they're like, God, sorry. So <laughs> just getting back to that, I think, you know, and there and there's that, you know, we live now and and I've seen it owning the bagel shops over the past five years where there's such an openness of communication. Um, you know, there's you know, various websites, there's Facebook groups, what have you, there's Yelp, there's Google Review. So there's so many avenues where the consumer can express their views. Um, yeah, no don't care. even get Evan started on well, that. Well, oh, you're about to. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a double-edged sword. It's, it's great when you do well, right? Yeah. Um, but it's also... You know, not so great when you when you don't do well, or maybe you had an off day, or something went wrong that day, and you get a bad review. You kind of, you know, as the owner, and I know a lot of my staff tend to take it personally, and I and I, and I, not. Yeah, well, seriously, you know, it's a complaint. Yeah, it is, but it's also, you know, and I stress this very, very, you know, I stress this over and over again, and and everything there's that grain of truth, and your job as a manager or a GM or an owner is to distill what that truth is. And that's honestly, like, teaching your staff that that's a life skill. Yeah, because it is. even, like, we've gotten feedback on content we've made. And, like, the the real talent is being able to, like, um, sift through the comments and take right. anything that could make you better. Right. And, and, I, and like, yeah. that's so hard, though. It is. It's really hard because, and I don't, and I think the, the, the side that consumers don't see is the amount of effort and work and uh, sacrifice that goes into opening a shop or running a business. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of business people, you know, myself included, you know, when you do things and when you expand, you're putting everything on the line. You know, Mm -hmm. you're the one signing, you know, the promissory notes. You're the Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. you know, pledging X amount of money for X amount of years to do an expansion or to do a business or to open a shop, um, you know, so it, it becomes you, it becomes personal to yeah. the person who's getting that review or getting that. And and there's, there's obviously two sides of that coin. Obviously, it's, you know, and everyone's right, you know, whether you believe it or not, whether, you know, you think it's fair, everyone has an opinion, and now we've got an avenue for people to voice their opinions. Many avenues. Which is, which is fine. I think you just have to manage it as an owner, as to say, hey, you know, when you sit down and review it with your staff or when you sit down and review it, you know, there's, there's a level of, you know, anger that obviously comes up that, oh, why would this person go online and bash me or blah, blah, blah. But you got to think about it from the consumer's point of view that they were that frustrated that they took that time out of their lives to go in and do that. Yeah. Whether gonna, or not it was correct or not. I'm going to interject there. I don't think it's they were that upset. I think people right now in our culture um, like the idea of vengeance. No, they. I think the people want they want a response. When they are angry and stuff like that, what they run want is a response. Because I guarantee you, a positive response saying we want to make this right would shut them up in a heartbeat. But they're waiting for that person to have a hot head and not be a level-headed owner like you are, who would sit there and say, "Let me learn from this." I don't see you as a person that would say you're wrong, blah yeah. blah 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 blah. But there are owners on those pages 
punches that do go off, and that is what people are waiting for. They so want a reaction from someone. That would be – I totally agree with you in the context of, like, reviewing on the page. When I'm thinking about the scoop, I've seen people post – like, I literally this past week someone was like, oh, I've had good experiences every time I've gone here. And, and then he, I didn't send it back, back because yeah. I'm not that person. I'm there was so, that. I hate when people lead with, I didn't say anything because I'm not that person. But any restaurant would love to give yeah, you I think you give a second important. chance to make it that's right. True. But they don't even give the opportunity to do so. And then they just run to the Facebook page and say, oh, my God, I know COVID's happening. I know they're right. short-staffed. I know this, but I've been there 77 times in my life, and it sucked this time. So I'm thinking, yeah, so I'm thinking. And I hate you for getting me a part of that group because I get so angry. I will say I'm the only relaxed one of this podcast because so. I deleted my Facebook app. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's freaking great. I'm a blogger. But, I can't do that. So the, but thing, also, the thing that I'm talking oh. about here, I, I want to finish my point real fast, okay. is um, someone, I got mad because there was a guy who was like, every time I've been here, it's been really good. But this time was terrible. And then, so for me, it's like if the one time that you decide to share it with everybody was the one that it was bad, like why is why is that the one you share? Why don't you say something for all the times that it was good and you enjoyed it? And to me, the reason I say it's vengeance is because they're upset that they had a bad experience. And so they need to somehow inflict damage. Well, they just because want restaurant to owners don't them. even see that. Yeah, that's they, true They want too. people to be like, oh my God, we're so sorry. But they need something. You said the same thing, Hannah, whenever she wanted to compliment the person who made your pub sub and the manager, right. like her jaw was on the floor. Like she didn't even know right. how to accept a compliment. Right. It's like people don't know how to compliment oh. things and say nice things. They only yeah. want to say mean things. They are just prepared for the negative reviews to come in. And I think... We just live in a culture now that... We just live in a negative culture. We everybody, do thrive Everybody on that. tries to find the worst in everything. It could literally be like, these tiny kittens were saved mm-hmm. from a tree. Well, did my taxpayer dollars go to that firefighter that got that cat out of the tree? That's stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's a paying consumer, so they have the right to voice their opinion. Um, whether, you know, it's warranted or not is a, is a completely different view um you know i i try to stay neutral because i think you know like i said there's there's you know with every one of those complaints with every comment there's an opportunity to do better and i think that's and and i you know it's funny because i've had a lot of restaurant owners and i've had a lot of people come up to me and ask me they're like hey what do you do um you know, when something like that happens, what do you do if someone complains that they had to wait a half hour for something? And I said, you know, you you take that and you and you look at when it happened. You looked at how you can train your staff to handle the situation mm-hmm. better, and then you just move on. Yeah. How I, do we tra- train the it. general population, though? I don't think you can. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> you marry somebody train, who's in the service industry how because do we train Evan, consumers. I think I think there's you know there might be a point where we've gone maybe a step too far in that but you know we're already there so you yeah. just have to manage it really the customer's always right is what we're at right now yeah. and that's not right i will say if, like firsthand experience like something that happened at obvious at bagels or us is they lost our ticket one time sure that happens yeah and it totally happens sure and the, girls, the girl the girl noticed us all the time 
she noticed us standing for 30 minutes. She's like, uh, have you guys gotten your food? Like, what's your name? And they realized they had lost their ticket. Avi wrote our name, like, before we were even friends. Wrote our name on a ticket and was like, anytime you come in here, just say that we owe you an order and they will make sure. your entire order. It was like yeah, $20, you, $25 worth of bagels. You, you got, I mean, you know, it's our fault. How do we make it better going forward, right? Yeah. You know, and it's... and. A lot of that goes back to what you're saying about what the response should be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have that kind of, there's some things you don't respond to. Right. And I will tell you, as an organization, we don't respond to a majority of the stuff. It's not that we don't see it. We see it all, but we chose. You know, we tend to take it, use it as a lesson, internalize it, and move forward. If we can try to contact the person, you know, kind of discreetly outside of that public view, that's mm-hmm. kind of how we like to approach things. Um, and, and then you just go from there. There's certain things you can't control and there's just certain things that are going to irk people that you do a certain way and mm-hmm. you're not doing it a different way. But that's just all, you know, you have a business that you have to run at the end of the day. And there's only and that, you know, that comes back to as being a business owner, where do you have to allocate your time? Right. And that and that's a very big, you know, that reputation management is what it's called now is how do you, you know, manage that reputation. And I think it all just comes back to you look at it, you use it as a tool and then you move on with your life, because at the end of the day, you know, that's going to help people find you in some instances. Right. I mean, we've seen how. You know, with with the other side of this reputation management, there's companies that are out there that'll help you manage your reputation. So, you know, when I tell people that, hey, oh, they're like, oh, this person's got 9,000 reviews and they're fantastic. We should go there. I said, great. How much of that is actually organic? Right? Yeah. And That's I think strange. as an organization, you're more than welcome to pay for that, right? There's people that pay mm-hmm. for that. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone in town to do it because honestly, I don't spend my time looking at that stuff that much. But... You know, I think people should know that there's an industry that's built behind that as well. Oh, yeah. I can show you. I get emails every day, people asking us, you know, hey, you want an extra 5,000 followers? Mm-hmm. It costs you X amount of oh. dollars per month. Yeah. Do you want, a, you know, 500 great Google reviews? It costs you X amount per month. So all of those things can be gamed as well. Oh. So there's two sides to that equation. Is that, yeah, we've built all that stuff. But then there's a dark side that people don't see behind it that, that, hey, if I go comment or if I, you know, someone <laughs> will respond to me, great. You know, and I tell people this all the time, the best thing to do if you're in a, if you're in a spot and if something went wrong, approach them about it, let them fix it right there. You know, voice your opinion right there and see how they handle that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a true places, testament. Yeah, there's a lot of places that'll fix it right on the spot and obviously you'll probably leave happier. Than you did had you not mentioned yeah. it and gone home. Well, you sat there and enjoyed your miserable food because right. you weren't that well, guy. And you know, it it, it it that goes along the the lines of, you know, even with us. I mean, we've got a pretty you know standardized process. We've got a pretty smooth operation. You know, there's places that do a lot more stuff that we do. You know, and things happen, right? They may not be fully staffed that day. Someone maybe didn't show up. Something didn't get delivered on time. So. You've got to be able to kind of, as a consumer, understand that other side of it as well. And I think if people did that a little bit, things would change maybe for the better. But, you know, I think that's a bigger problem. Um, 
you know, and and it's just it's just there. Yeah. And as Correct. you know, you can't get dragged into it. That's the thing that I tell people all the time because I, you know, GM and managers and stuff like that, and they tend to take that thing so hard. I'm like, guys, we have we saw 400 people today. <clears throat> You know, and if you had one or two things that went wrong, that's excellent. Yeah. Right. I mean, you look at, you know, not getting into the specifics of it, but now you're looking at your failure rate. You're looking at, you know, a, you know, how many we missed a ticket or something like that. It's one out of X. Right. And as long as those numbers are really low, you know, you're doing a good job. And I think that's that's a thing that owners and people and and anyone in kind of any any industry should look at saying, hey, if we're doing a majority of things right most of the time, and when I say most, you know, you strive for perfection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's one or two things that we miss or if we miss something, you know, how how big of that percentage is it really? And you've got to be able to accept. Um, I'm not saying that you just say, hey, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. But you just say, hey, you know, this is one out of X amount of people we saw today. How do we how do we make this better? You know, how do we work with our staff? How is that a, a teaching moment, if you will? And then just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you, speaking kind of of, um, I guess, your staff and how they respond to kind of adversity, how do you guys overall feel about the scoop? Has that been kind of you know, honestly, that's helped you? Uh, and I'm not, I'm not asking this, by the way, to like I, try to I, sink them. I'm genuinely curious. I, I don't think I've been on there except for to respond to something that someone mm-hmm. had commented about. But honestly, we don't generally look at those things. That's good. That's probably we, a good thing. It's a great practice. Yeah, we generally don't look at, you know, we put out our stuff on social media. We've got avenues that we feel that we're pretty easily contacted by. You know, there's an email on the website. You know, we have phones that people can reach our managers if we're not busy um people no can send us messages on instagram <laughs> people can send messages on on facebook and we're excuse me we're pretty good about getting back to people and i i prefer that method of communication because then it's kind of trackable we can track responses we can track how we responded to things um and like i said you're not going to get everything right all the time but as long as they're doing it right 99% of the time, I'm okay with that 1%. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, as an owner, you're not okay with it, but, right. you know. No one's perfect, so everybody makes mistakes. No. Yeah. Unless yeah. you had robots behind the line. <laughs> Which is coming. That is coming. Oh, shoot. So let's Another Bagels RS exclusive. Let's, let's segue into that, because I think what a lot of people don't realize is the amount of money and amount of things that people are doing to introduce automation oh into the food industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely don't realize. I'm very curious what you're going to say here. So, I mean, there's already robots that run fry machines. There's mm-hmm. robots that really? run. Yeah. yeah. It's fry like machines are relatively technology. easy. That's like yeah. you get there's... like a monkey on the line. <laughs> he's on the fryer. Yeah, there's robots that will do flipping. You know, there's kiosks that you're seeing in a lot of oh, places. Oh, yeah, like oh, and McDonald's and well, stuff like Well, even that. there's some places in Jacksonville, Panera. like, uh, what is the... Um, Main Squeeze has a kiosk. No, it's a, the Dragon Ball Z-themed ramen Super. place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, they uh, they have the... I order taking, I like that automation Yeah, I think lot. you're going to see a lot of that. That's not to say we haven't looked at it because we've looked at it as well. And I think once it becomes a little bit more mainstream, and I think COVID has kind of pushed that along a little bit quicker, um, that you're going to see a prevalence of that in the industry. Mm -hmm. I'm curious where all these... So 
this is actually crazy because it was going to tie into what I was going to bring up. But in the scoop, people keep including in their, like, reviews these days. They'll be like, well, I saw tons of people standing around, so they can't blame it on understaffing. But, like, that's quite, just right, so ignorant. Right, right, right. I was I just going to dismiss so, that. So that's a um, – that I think that's a challenge for any business owner because you train people to do certain tasks. Right. And you have a workflow or you have – a system set up on how things are done. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have, and and I tell people, you're not, you know, you're not going to want your house painter doing your roof, right? So it's a very <laughs> similar, it's no. a very similar concept, right? We're not going to have a person who's on a cash register to go back bake bagels, right? So mm-hmm. it's the same thing where you see people standing around. They may just be in a workflow, or they may be in a process where they've gone past a certain point. Obviously, if they got a lot of orders in, the kitchen slammed, right? The people in the kitchen are working. The people up front may not have anything to do. So it's 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 a balanced system, right? Every place has got people that are trained to do a specific certain amount of tasks, and it's going to operate that way. Uh, just because they're busy isn't going to really change their mode of operation. I think it just shows that there's a lot of people that just really have never – I mean, I've never experienced the, yeah. the service industry. I've never once worked in a restaurant. I've never once worked in a job where – you know, anything remotely, like a bar, you know, anything like that. And I understand this. I just don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand, you know, every, every, everywhere is short staffed or whatever. That's why, you know, I mean, or my favorite is whenever, oh, there's three empty tables right there. Why can't you seat me? Because if I sit you there, then it's going to take longer because we're short-staffed. And then you're going to also get mad because, you know, it's taking longer for us to come around. Yeah. Two jobs that everybody should have in their life is being a substitute teacher and working in the So, so here's my question. That. That is... <laughs> if the foods, if like we're at a huge shortage in food service, food service workers, is it because people don't want to? Or like what are the people who were in the service doing? Would you... Are they doing nothing or are they moving to other industries? Would you... I think a little bit of both. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Would you get paid $2.35 an hour to potentially risk your life for COVID? I think I think I I I don't want to answer that question because it'll reveal my stance. Yes. I'm just saying, though, like, who would pay a lesser rate? Like, I'm a professional. I have a master's degree, so I get paid an exorbitant rate compared to these service workers. I've also had the opportunity to get, you know, the vaccine. Like, I'm not trying to make this political, but... I'm just saying, like, would you risk your life maybe if you don't have the opportunity or you can't get that? I think you're only making two dollars and thirty five cents. I think it's a duality, right? Like we have marginalized Mm -hmm. this work, if you will. Right. Um, And it's now, you know, service industry folks um, were labeled essential workers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so. You know, a lot of people were pressed back into service, um, and and it wasn't a great situation for anybody, right? Yeah. Restaurant owners were, you know, they operate on thin margins. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got you've got two sides of the coin where you have restaurant owners saying, you know, and a and a majority of restaurant owners are single shop owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that that's their main source of income. Um, and they have to l- rely on a labor pool that's um, shrinking. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think, and I think you've got a lot of competition now for that labor. You've got Amazon here in town. Oh yeah. Um, all the big box stores have now upped their pay rates. 
Um, so you have to follow suit. But what happens with that um, is that your prices go up. And which consumers don't want. Well, they don't want it, but that's that's the flip side of that. So what's the net effect on the economy? I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, Florida. Well, we're is, already starting to see that. Yeah, right? yeah. Florida um, has increased their um on a, or their minimum wage, in, which will be completely done, I think, by twenty twenty three or twenty four. Right, so they're going I've noticed a lot of the restaurants are starting to pay fifteen an hour anyway. Like I, I noticed that's Just kind of like seem how you get competitive. People. I mean, there's yeah. sign on bonuses for line cooks, and I'm not yep. saying that these people don't deserve that, but that is not what we lived in two years ago. That's no. definitely not what we no, grew up with. No, it was with. not. And, like, I don't even know, like, restaurants might start offering benefits to these people. Like, I don't you know. You know, there's a, uh, there's a statistic that came out, I think it's within the last couple of weeks, is saying that one in six restaurants are not going to survive COVID. by the end of this year. That's in, that, that is painful. Yeah, I mean, and people don't realize that the negative reviews and them even making the comments about, like, oh, they wouldn't work in, like, in these conditions or saying, like, we're understaffed because they're at home sitting on the couch collecting unemployment. It's going to destroy um, what we like about Jacksonville, which is that there are so many small business owners that open up restaurants here. I mean, if you guys want a bunch of chains, like, go at it. Like, no, I don't want to, that. Continue to do what you're doing because, like, Chili's will always find somebody. Um, and no offense against Chili's. It's just, like, no offense no, full against offense Chili's. against Chili's. Yeah. It's Chili's a full offense against it. Chili's. I just – you guys are destroying – with all the I negativity, think, you're destroying you're the small see, business I think you're going to see prices go up. Um, I mean, the chicken already, wing isn't the only thing going up. <sighs> so. You know, and, and you yeah. started to see that, right? You started to see that everywhere, right? Um, you know, McDonald's, I think, it's kind of like the harbinger of the industry, if you will. They're the Talk canary about. in the coal mine. <laughs> um, you know, they've, they've started to raise prices everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no dollar menu anywhere. No, right? I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but all those things are slowly starting to creep up. And if you want to pay attention, I think the places to pay attention to are the ads that you see on TV. So any place that's advertising on TV right now, which is pretty much all the chains and all your fast food places, look at what they're advertising, right? They're not advertising you come in and you get X amount of food for X. But look at what they're giving you in that deal, right? That deal has drastically changed, right? Mm-hmm. Even with, you know, someone was saying Taco Bell or if you look at McDonald's, that deal has drastically changed. And that tells you what they're putting in there are their higher margin items. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from a business standpoint of view, um, those higher margin items are going to be what they get sold first or they're going to put in loss leaders in well, there knowing you're going to buy other things. But if you look at menus too across the board at small businesses, at chains, at everything, they're shrinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They can't afford true. to keep those big menus. They probably can't get half the items for those big menus. I mean, we're, we're going to start dwindling down to where there's not very many options well, and, and- Here's the other thing that for for me is, I mean, for the trajectory I'm headed is kind of optimistic. I think, um, number one, we're in an age where I don't think advertisement works as well. I think it depends on the advertisement. The advertisement age is still alive and well. It's just shifted. I think Gen Z sniffs out salesy tactics and tends to gravitate more towards brands that – build trust and that they they have a um 
a presence that they can identify with. And I really think, especially with the competition stiffening between restaurants, it's going to make social media advertising like pop even harder. Why can't you just say that advertising has moved to be brand specific? I mean, Yellow Pages are not going to do well with an Instagram profile, but people at boutique will do well with influencer marketing. It's everything is brand specific now. It's not necessarily that advertising has changed in general. No, I think it has. I I stand by that. Advertising has absolutely changed, and it will continue to change. I I I went to school for advertising. I've been to those you know big advertising agencies, and they are shifting. They have to. When I went to college, I graduated in 2014. That was not that long ago, and there was not a single course on Instagram, TikTok, right. any sort of social mm-hmm. media advertising. That is how quickly we've gone into this age of everything being at your, at the tip of your fingers. But history repeats itself. And mark my words, big box stores, malls are closing. They will come back around because people will be like, they're like flare leggings, <laughs> yoga pants, Gen Z. It's called yoga pants. They're they're acting like they reinvented the wheel on something that has been around forever. But that that's this is exactly what's going to happen. You look at history, you look at, you know, and history repeats itself and it's it's all going to come back. Magazines so, will come back. I'm guaranteeing you all of this stuff will come back. Question for you, Haley. Um so my theory I guess doesn't necessarily I think the big box stores are continue to do advertising cuz it a like it applies to the bulk of the population. I just population. think that they're moving towards so, social media influencer marketing. Right. And that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is like especially with the smaller businesses, I think honestly they're going to need tactics and I want to see if you agree with this, me like social media influencer marketing and like actually building content. Like they're going to need it to compete, oh, so correct? This is a such a double-edged sword and is something that is such a hot topic right now is because Traditional advertising, your TV commercials, Mm -hmm. your big paid photo shoots where they have to pay a model, makeup, all that stuff, costs a lot of money. Exactly. These big box stores are not bringing people into their stores like they used to. But now in the day of social media influencer marketing, there's no rules there. Right. These big box advertisers are asking people like me or other influencers or whatever to do things that cost thousands of dollars mm-hmm. are asking us to do it for free for exposure or other things. And that's wrong. They have the money to pay. They need to pay. These they're, By going towards social media marketing, they are not only capturing the audience that they are trying to reach, which is those people that have that expendable income, uh, you know, whatever, but they're also, you know, not having to pay these large, you know, agencies out of New York City to shoot a commercial or all that kind of stuff. But the double-edged sword with that is that influencers are learning that they can make money off of it. And that is hurting small businesses whenever they come and ask you, hey, can you do this for me for this amount of money? Or can you do this for me in exchange for a product? So question for you. Um, Based on that dichotomy, which I, I completely agree with, um, I personally think that gives people like us and people like you a huge amount of opportunity to optimize that market Absolutely. because I think that's hot. I, I Do you agree? It's, it's very unfortunate. So, like, I've had small boutiques pay me a 
large sum of money to help them mm-hmm. with stuff. But I've also had Crocs, who I think last year probably profited a billion dollars, if if yeah. that. Because Crocs are coming back with Gen Z. Wanted multiple content and in, in stuff like that from me for a pair of Crocs. So let me let me ask you this question. So as as a business owner, you know, you've got a and I guess in the restaurant industry, you've got a wide range of people that visit you. Oh, for sure. So if you've got X and most business owners don't know what their demographic is. Right. You know, you've got people that come in every day and they spend money. You may have some zip code information if your point of sale systems are smart enough. How do you decide? Or when you're putting a marketing plan together, if you even put a marketing plan together, I will tell you, you know, our marketing spend has pretty much been zero since we opened. Um, We have a tendency, you know, our attitude has always been we want the product to talk for itself. So if you're a restaurant owner, if you're a small business owner, how do you take, if you know, let's say, Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, those people are somewhat active, you know, there's different ranges of activity on social media, there's different platforms you can go across people to, how do you decide where to put your time? And And time and slash money. Right. And so, and here's, let me take this real fast. So um, that I think is a very, very valid question. And that I think is something that to be competitive as social media um, influencers or social media content creators, for me, I look at it as an, from an accounting perspective, your job is to be able to show the client that what you're doing is bringing value to them. And if you can't, and for the same, like Haley does the same thing with these um, these brands she works with. She shows them the results and the analytics. Yeah. But somehow you need to show the brand, like if you're an influencer out there and you're trying to make money and you don't really have a good answer to that question, like why why should I spend my money on what you're going to do for me quite frankly like you don't have anything i so i will i will tell you as as a business owner if if someone comes to me and says hey you know give us free bagels we'll put you on our instagram page my automatic answer is no i don't care if you have a million followers right (laughs) so it's and that's okay to not and that's and that's and i think that's the view of i mean i'm obviously if someone has a million followers it's a different discussion but um (laughs) well they're not going to do it for then they're going to get free bagels they're going to want so i think i think the 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 goal or maybe this is a different podcast or maybe this is a different whole hour is if you look at you know what your product is, obviously, right? I mean, we have a wide range of people that enjoy our products, right? And mm-hmm. and I think maybe certain businesses fall, a lot of restaurants fall into that same kind of set. Um, is then how do you market yourself and how do you position yourself? You know, because like you said, it's a free-for-all right now. Really, it's just, you know, you throw a dart on the dartboard and that's what it feels like a lot, right? Uh, where you're just putting stuff out there and, and I will take a step back and, and, and put a caveat around content. But I will say, you know, you put stuff out there and people see it and you're like, oh, great. But there's no, there's no direction to that, right? There's I think just... it's definitely social media influencing is not a post A, get equal B. Post A doesn't mean you're going to get 
30,000 people coming in your store. You know, there's studies now these days where especially with, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think food is a little different. If something looks good, then then that may be a little bit more immediate. Or if it's trendy. If, if it's a little bit of more of an immediate thing, like, oh my God, that looks good. I'm hungry now. I'm going to go get that now. I think that's a little different, especially in the food industry. But like for across the board, it takes a couple times for someone to see a name, see a product, see something that that they that that sticks in their mind. So you, I think it's a bombardment of ads everywhere you go. So yeah, so I you know, and I I would I'm very naive at it. I, my staff will tell you that you know I had to ask someone how to make a video to do something last week. So and it was literally like I felt like the oldest person in the world. And, you know, one of the one of the younger people that work for us, you know, he's like, oh, you just do this and you click on this and click on and Add a like, song. They taught me how to do reels. And yeah. so. So and, and I think as a business owner, you're just like, hey, you know, there's that balance of how much content do you put out? You know, because I can show someone a bagel every day and they'll get tired of it. Right. And at some point it's going to be like, well, I don't want to see bagels every day. Right. So they're going to turn that off. So I think there's there's that fine line what kind of content you put out and i mean you guys are kind of the masters at this so you know maybe that's a an hour in itself to say hey you know this is kind of where you should be going or what you Mm -hmm. should be doing and and that and that that caveat of content is super important because as a business owner you're in the mix solving 900 other problems yeah social media is uh, is the last thing it Probably is. It is. Mind. It is yeah. honestly one of the last you things about. you think of, right? So, I mean, I think you guys have a good setup, and you guys are heading in the right direction to advise people as to, hey, that's what this looks like. And I and and I think that's a cautionary tale saying, if you just put out what you make every day, it's not special anymore, mm-hmm. right? And that's true. And it. Uh, so yeah, a couple things with that. I'm gonna kind of wrap it up because we're we're getting to that point. Um, but. First of all, um, with content marketing, it is something where if you have a brand and you're looking at making content, I really would strongly recommend um, incorporating someone who knows what they're doing, whether it's if you're doing fashion, whether it's Haley, because she knows the ins and outs. She's made a bazillion uh, different pieces of content for that, or if it's food, honestly, using us, because you're going to put something out there and most likely no offense to you if you're listening to this it's probably going to flop um and we've i mean we all we all have things that flops too. Yeah. Right. so but like we've we're put not out so many geniuses. things at this point where i think um we have a lot to offer as far as uh saving you some of the uh pitfalls of that and uh just to segue that in um this podcast is also sponsored by auxilium and catalyst media um we are here to help your business. If you have uh, marketing needs, if you have accounting needs, bookkeeping needs, any sort of uh, needs that your business has, um, Catalyst Media and Auxilium are here for you. Please uh, check out the website if you have a second. It's called oxag.com. You can schedule a completely free consultation um, and we can start helping you out. Um, the second thing I was going to mention is that... Um, we are starting a second podcast with Auxilium. It's called, uh, I think it's going to be called the Auxilium Business Hour, and we're going to talk specifically about business issues, and that's just me and someone else. So if you do want to come back on and talk straight business, that's something we can do. I'd love to. 
Okay, sick. I'm actually. This is where he kicks that. the talent off, and yeah. it's just him. Well, there's this is, no this snacks, is like for work. No. Yeah, right. no, this is this is straight for business. <laughs> you have to wear a tie. Number three. <laughs> as long as there's um, whiskey on me. Speaking of content marketing, the other so uh, this is a small point for people watching and listening. Um, I'm starting to do snacks and bill full time. Um, Yay! Cheers, com- everybody! Yeah, Woo! Long time Yeah, no kidding. My, my company is allowing me to do that. Um, and one thing I'd like to start doing is uh, longer YouTube vlogs uh, showcasing a restaurant. So at some point, I'd like to come out to Bagels R Us and uh, do a longer showcase on I'm your available. stuff. I'm available. You want to come with? Because I actually would love to have someone. Yeah, with. like yes. that's perfect. I hope that. you guys come okay. like during my workouts. Um, I would love. We'll text Hannah a bunch on. of pictures when we do it. I would love to do that for you but, guys. But um, as our loyal, <laughs> I think an early morning. <laughs> yeah, an early morning while we're so starting cool. the process. Yes, yeah, I am, yes, that would yeah, be so I'm awesome. So fine cool with that. Saturdays. Come are great, to the right? Mandarin. No, 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 no. We got to do it during the week. You got to, you got to come to the bakery. Federal holidays. Okay, yes. Um, can I put like the hat on, like a baker's hat? Probably. Sure. I don't and know. Maybe. Don't a hairnet? Yeah, well, we'll, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll I'll, put I'll put my hair up. You're going to have to be in a hairnet agent. Obviously. So. I am going to be very... So I, I will take a step back and say it's been a crazy ride. You know, we took over mm-hmm. Bagels R Us. Um, we didn't even get into that. Yeah, we took it over about oh five-ish we'll years ago. We'll have to get into that in the second podcast. Wow. Yeah, maybe this is a second parter, but we took I it over about five right. years ago, and it's been a crazy ride, you know? That's awesome. Um... You know, we've had a lot of good people help us out throughout the way. Uh, my wife's been extremely patient. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the, the goat. She's Yeah, she is the goat. Um, so there's a lot of people, you know, when we revisit this podcast, we'll get a little bit more into yeah. our story. And, yeah. And I, yeah. A little bit more into it. It is a crazy story and people don't understand. And yeah. I, we just I didn't get into it. That's crazy. also yeah. wanted to talk about a lot of things about, like, minority order, owner business, like, businessship yeah. and all that. and. I'm excited to hear the new podcast, so people that are listening now can. You're gonna have to tell me the questions you wanted to ask. So I can. Yeah, why didn't you add this, Hannah? Um, That's a good question. I'm like the quieter one. I I think we've got we've got a couple minutes. We've got a couple minutes. Well, we the couple minutes we as our loyal viewers know we have to do brands of the week. Brands of the week. Brands of the week. Brands of the week. Um, Brands of the week. Who wants to start? So uh, to educate you, we like to plug a (laughs) brand every week. And then we'll take the clips, put them on social media, shout them out a little bit. It just spread the love. Um, Do I get so, to plug my own brand or you want me to yes, plug something? Yes, We're probably going to plug your own brand. 100% plug your own brand. I think that's probably only correct. So let's start with that. Plug, sure. Give us your plug, man. At. Give us our plug. <laughs> so you want to come to Bagels R Us. We do scratch-made bagels every day. We have 10-plus different kinds of bagels. We have 10 different kinds of cream cheeses. We do everything fresh in-house. We don't make it till you order it. So come through. We'll get you taken care of. All your bagel needs. All right, All fine. I'll come tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Rest day equals bagel day. I'm going, I'm going tomorrow morning to the San Jose location. You're not going to regret it. No. Um, text us your picture. Oh, yeah, okay. that's true. <laughs> I'll take a picture. All right. Who, who else has a brand of the week? Okay, I'll go because Shoot. then we'll go to school this way. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay, so my brand of the week, I think you guys probably already know, is an unlikely pair. Um, mm. I've started doing a little bit of content creation with Becca for her brand, and it's been really, really fun. Um, I feel like I've been in kind of a dark place a little bit, and um, a couple months ago, she had a little sip and shop kind of thing, and it was the funnest thing ever. And so we kind of just started talking, and... Uh, started doing this together and it's only been a week and I'm 
really, really enjoying it. So um, an unlikely pair sells shoes in Jacksonville, and she also has a luxury pair, and she does authentic pre-owned designer bags that are in fabulous condition. So if you want to follow her, she's fabulous. Uh, my brand of the week. Uh, I hope I pronounce it right, Brevin. Oh, God. Kidding. Oh, God. No, I'm going to do um, Empanada Llama. Uh, we recently went out because we were invited, and I think I was pretty naive to Peruvian food. And oh, Peruvian food is excellent. I want to try it so bad. Honestly, the it's empanada, one of the experiences we've Right, had. and the empanada culture, and I didn't realize that she's literally taking a concept of Peruvian food and sticking it in something that is not typically in an empanada. And I will say, not only are they delicious, but the way that they're doing their media is fantastic. Yeah, they do a really good job with social media for I'm, sure. I'm down with empanadas. And yes. anything that's got a llama attached and, to it. <laughs> <laughs> and the inside of the store is really cute. I really hope they continue to grow. They've got a really great location. And then right next to them are some other great small businesses. That La is Petite. such a fabulous location. There's Happy so Girl many cheese. good like yeah. small businesses mm-hmm. right there. So if Don't you sleep work on in San Jose, guys. Yeah, I know. If you work in Don't Mandarin, eat in Mandarin. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good places. There is, there is yes. so many good 100%. places. All my favorite places are on San Jose. So like Yeah, the yeah. new the new blue bamboos on San Jose. Oh, yeah. blue bamboo. And Nudo, so my favorite Vietnamese yeah. food we places. Saw Nudo. Nudo. Oh, okay, I'll go. Invite me. Invite me, please. Um Yeah. That's a great brand of the week. Uh, my brand of the week is uh, Nawal Gurung Fitness. Um, so first of all, a couple things. He's the coach of OA. Oh, and awesome! He coached at Fulham in uh, the Premier League for a while. So the man knows his stuff. He just got a master's degree. He's also he does, British. He is. He has got a really great British. <laughs> oh my gosh! Than mine. I want to meet him. Can he come on the show? Uh, he would pro- love. I think to. we probably should. Have. Also, yes, his yes. wife RP is like. Yeah, ugh, they're so nice. Them. He's starting to do kind of like one-on-one, or he's trying to basically build his brand, and um, his social media is really, really on the up and up. Um, and so I'm very, very excited about that. But secondly, he gave me some fitness tips because we are currently in our weight loss. Uh, we Journey. are. We you couldn't tell by the snacks I ate, but I this is much. cheat day. You but know? Uh, kind of he didn't bring his fit meals to eat What's in front that? of us. He's been kind of calm in the corner with the snacks today. Yeah, he's, no, he's I, business bub well, right now. <laughs> so even if I wasn't, so he gave me a tip. Uh, there's a couple things I've been doing that have been working for me lately. First of all, I use my fitness watch um, that someone gifted me. Plug Garmin. Borrowed me Garmin watch. It's it's super cool. But what I do is I watch my heart rate, and so I, I kind of do a walk-run hybrid, and it I burn like a thousand calories every day. So Dang. I think my my calories today that I have available are probably like five thousand. So it doesn't really like it makes eating easier. So Nawal is helping me do some exercises to help my running, um, because as a bigger dude, running super hard on your legs. Um, as someone who's had a few knee surgeries, I can attest to that. Yeah. I think, long story short, the man really knows what he's doing. He's given us some tips. We literally started, stopped lifting weights um, because of something he told us. He told us well, something as about... as much. We're going to do, like, some other... Well, he told us to do body... But, like, the the weightlifting that you're building muscle, he's, like, you're basically, like, subliminally telling your body to get bigger. And what you want to do is, like, do body yeah. weight exercises to be, like, you need to get lighter. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, that's but a he, great... That's so smart, though. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. he's given us a ton of tips. And the man... The man knows his stuff. So I guess if you're an athlete and somehow you're watching a podcast about food. Um, <laughs> we have a wide range of out. 
Activities. podcast That's followers true. because we had Nick on last week or whatever, and he is a he's a foodie. I think Noel is too. We still have to go out to dinner with him. Yes, but wife. Noel comes from like the greatest area for food in the world, so I don't know how he feels about Jacksonville. Where I mean, Jacksonville? London's food scene is like oh, I didn't know that. Twenty years ahead of us. I don't know. I'm pretty sure everything in Europe is like 20. I mean, I've only talked about <laughs> do have, do doing have, study uh, abroad. Texas like, Roadhouse in London. <laughs> I'm literally honey butter chicken biscuits you right now. Do uh, they? Do they have? They have a in and out over there. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get these people who do fast food in different countries. It's not worth it. Except Jollibee oh. is totally worth it. No, Jollibee, you, right. you haven't experienced fast food if you haven't been to Nando's. That's a different. Nando's. What's Nando's? Nando's? Is oh, I forgot. Right, about before Nando's. we finish, what's Nando's? Nando's is a South African. It's a South African chain oh. that's based off of a Portuguese recipe that's and like it's super good. The best chicken here? in the world. It's the best okay. no, London, they, yes, and it's like they the have restaurants. one in. I think they have one in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Uh, the restaurants are really decorated. Decorated. It's it's yeah. like mostly in Europe. Oh, okay. It's a staple. Fabulous. Oh, I miss London. Go for Nando's. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. It's and been fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, this is so fun. We have to do a part two. The yeah. More. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for a part two. two. Okay, cool. Yeah. It may be like in 2023, but I mean. We'll do a part two in the in the bakery. Oh. That's for sure. Wait, we'll, we can we'll make, do it yeah. We can make part sure. two the YouTube video. Well, definitely, but we are probably going to have to follow up for some more information because the people got to know. But uh, if you are tuning in and you haven't subscribed yet, what the heck are you doing? Uh, make sure you do that. And like the video. If you made it this far, you are already part of our favorite group of people. Woo! So uh, thank you for watching and listening, guys, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.